0: Nasty girl. Scandalous. Insatiable. All real.
1: Hello and welcome to Friends I'd Like to Drink With with your co-host Chloe. And I am your co-host Julia.
0: And everyone, happy Hunger Games. And may the odds be ever in your favor <laughs> because we just fucking launched... An episode of the Hunger Games.
1: I think how many girls went home? Six, eight, God knows how many. We literally went from 20 to four. <laughs> I didn't get to know any of them, really. Yes. I don't know any of these girls by the show because we're so manipulated by the producers and what they want us to see that we've just been seeing all the wrong things. I don't know. We're missing I out. F- <laughs> yes. Like, I feel hurt.
0: I feel jaded. I feel wrong. So jaded.
1: I am going to start a petition against these producers for not showing us mm-hmm. the organic substance that we need, which I thought we we're going to get more so many people who, I don't know, left or were eliminated. And we will talk about that more this episode. But so, Julia, what are you drinking tonight? So we could get into this.
0: Ooh, okay. So I have a nice glass of a red blend from Nineteen Crimes. Have you heard of Nineteen Crimes?
1: No, I have not. What? Okay,
0: dude, it literally is the bottle of wine that you see in Trader Joe's with Snoop Dogg's face on it. (gasps) It is like Snoop Dogg's wine, and when you pull. Yeah, when you pull out the cork, I have to get the cork. It has Snoop Dogg's face on it.
1: Wait, when were these created? When was this ever a thing? I've never seen this wine before. It just got, re- like, popular, um, I feel like,
0: over the summer of 2020. Uh, oh, RIP the summer of 2020, am
1: I right? Oh, what a terrible, weird summer. I feel like I'm a different person every week in this quarantine. You know what I mean? Like I feel no. like I like, evolve into like someone totally different.
0: But you but- know what? At least Snoop Dogg released his 19 crimes. And listen to how <gasps> cool this is. So every crime is um, like, or no, every bottle is like has a crime to it. Like you can scan the QR code and read about this crime. And my sister told me like, I'm too nervous to scan my code. So like, I don't know what bottle mine is, but they're supposed to be like fun crimes, like crimes from like, I don't know, the 1800s or something. But it's cool because I believe that the company and the brand is to represent people who have like faced adversity and maybe like went to jail but are like changing their lives and doing better things and growing and stuff and that's very cool oh I really love that I need to try it so do they sell it at Trader Joe's yeah they just started selling it at Trader Joe's
1: and it's not that much it's pretty cheap there something weird In New York, they don't sell wine at their Trader Joe's or really at grocery stores. So that's why I don't leave with five bottles every time I go grocery shopping at Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's, it's like a certain law that they have here. But no I have much. to go into that's why there's so many just like we have so many stores in New York that are just dedicated to wine. Like it's just wine.
0: What are the little stores
1: called in New York? Everyone like has their bottegas? own. <laughs> I don't <bottega>. know. <laughs> yeah, botega. So weird. I'm going to go run to the Bottega and I'm going to go grab some apples. <laughs> I usually just say the store. But Classic a lot of New Yorkers are trying to be edgy with their grocery
0: store. I kind of love it. I'm going to I'm going to start like trying to get Bottega to trend in
1: California and San Diego. (laughs) I want to see how many people are like, what is that? And you should kind of tally that up because that would be. Yeah, interesting.
0: I'll run some data. But what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking a can of Bon Vive, which is kind of like White Claws. (laughs) I'm drinking the black cherry flavor and it's zero sugar. It's spiked seltzer. It's really delicious. My stomach feels weird. So this is the perfect alcohol for it. And I have a 12 pack. So I am living today. I could have as many as I want. And I could drink these so easily. Like today is definitely a white claw, Hint, hint. Kind of (laughs) night. Um, But our drinking word is going to be, should we introduce that now?
0: Yeah, because we might as well explain. Let's Let's just get into it. Let's get into it. So we Mm. on this (laughs) show will not be saying the name Chris Harrison and we will get into why I'm sure many people know but instead we will be when we are addressing Chris Harrison throughout these recap episodes we will be calling him he He who must not not
1: be named named. oh sorry I was trying to do it at the same time to be cool and then it just like harmonized three two one he He who he must (laughs) not be (laughs) named he started singing it I don't know I was like are we just gonna be singing at the same time does she mean like actually harmonize oh my god I was trying to like I was like looking into your eyes Uh, like I was like come on get (laughs) um but yeah huge Harry Potter fans as you guys know so and we don't think he deserves to be talked about on the show right now because we just We don't really – we are not fans. A lot has happened over the past week with Chris Harrison. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Should we get into that? I think we should. Yeah, he's having an interview with Rachel Lindsay, the first Black Bachelorette. Yeah. And just like as a subcontext, it's like Rachel Lindsay basically has – had to be the voice of Black people for yeah. this show, like, which is yeah. already just such a heavy burden. Such a heavy burden. And so, yeah, and then she's re- she's interviewing Chris Harrison um, about Rachel Kirkconnell's past.
1: Yeah, and oh boy, what did he not say? I have a short snippet of what he was saying to Rachel. And one thing to consider is like Rachel's feelings as a Black woman and the way that he is speaking to her and not... We're going to play this just so everyone gets to hear these words because i think it's very important for everyone to listen to any of this um you know i saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago and that's it like boom like okay well this this girl is in this book now and she's now in this group and i'm like really okay well there well, goes the picture was from 2018 at an old south antebellum party so i think you know when you when you it's, it's when you not, hold that under the lens not a good look no it's not a good well rachel is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021 it's because not a, a good difference. look ever because she's celebrating well, the old south she so cel- if i went to that party what would i represent I, at that party i don't i don't disagree with you you're you're 100 right in 2021 that was not the case in 2018 again i'm not defending rachel i just know that i don't know 50 million people did that in 2018, between, you know, it's like there were, that was a type of party that a lot of people went to. And, again, I'm not defending it. I didn't go to it. We are not looking under the same lens. And that is, again, the grace and the compassion the understanding. Would this girl, At I don't know how old she would have been back then, have thought, you know, historically, this mansion stood for this? Okay. So, so oh sorry. The audio God. is so bad. Um, when I was recording it, I think my steam heater was like banging and going <laughs> off. So I really, I okay. deeply apologize. Such a loud building sometimes. But yeah. So what we got from that is he was excusing that trying to defend someone saying that it was okay in 2018 to have an old South party.
0: Yeah, I mean, I urge anyone who has not watched the interview with Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay to go Google it and watch it. Um, I know that Extra TV put up the entire like unedited version of it, because he said in the interview, he's like, well, I don't know how this is going to get edited, like to make me seem like a bad guy, you know.
1: But mm-hmm. I mean, his words speak for himself. Well, and Rachel, so she has a great podcast. It's called Higher Learning. Everyone should, she talks about this and she talks about how after the interview, he, you know, he reached out to her and was like, oh, Rachel, so great talking about that. Like he thought he did nothing, said nothing wrong. The next day, obviously the interview is leaked and people have a problem with it, rightfully so. And then apologizes to Rachel. I mean, obviously wasn't aware of the power of his words or, I mean, he's extremely ignorant, so he doesn't realize.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, here's the thing. He says he's not defending the actions, but he is blatantly defending her going to the plantation party that we broke down in our last episode. And, you know, he says, is it not a good look in 2018 or is it here's not like a not good look, look in 2021? In and look, we talked about this on our show. We were saying, you know... It is hard to we don't believe in cancel culture, but it's hard to go after someone when they did something maybe like in high school, because in high school, you know, your brain's not developed. You really don't know like anything. And it's like hard. But he's acting like 2018 is like 2010, like 2018. It was it just turned 2021. So 2018 is two years ago. She's in college. She's probably 21. So, yeah, she should In be held 2018, accountable. 2018, em- emphasis.
1: We were all pretty informed of what those plantations were. I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't know. Fi- what did he say? 50,000, 50 million people, 50 million going people were going, going to, these to plantation parties. parties. And he goes, oh, I didn't go to any. And I was like, mm, no one was accusing oh. you of going to any.
0: There's been a lot of stuff that has come out where, you know, like it was shown as Chris said in the interview, he was like, look, I'm like, I'm a white man who grew up in the 70s. It was a lot different. Yeah, because you're probably uh, never mind. I'll keep that to myself. But like, he was in a frat that um, I think it's called like KG or something. I'm not sure where his frat has a lot of like racist ties, like historically and everything like that. If you watch this interview, you can tell this is Chris Harrison. This is Chris Harrison unfiltered. These are his opinions. And Rachel Lindsay on her podcast that Chloe brought up said, like, you know, there was no PR team. It was literally, mm-hmm. and that's why she stayed so composed because one, mm, yeah, her job at Extra TV, and if she said one thing, people would go after her for being an angry black woman. Exactly, so she had to hold her composure. And two, she's like, I'm gonna let this man speak and tell us how he really feels because he did and I'm that short clip no. that we played is nothing compared to the words he said. It's and disgusting. The
1: whole interview. It's so disgusting for for him to talk right in front of Rachel Lindsay about just defending this. When this is obviously something that should never be defended and should be talked about. And should sympathize with the person he's talking to. I thought Rachel did such a good job holding her composure. Because I'm sure it was. I mean didn't she say it? like she was like basically shaking with anger. Because I mean, I mean how could she not be. I
0: can't imagine like one to Rachel Lindsay, you are a very beautiful and strong woman. Like I've had white men talk down to me when I talk about race because they think that I don't know anything and Mm -hmm. they gaslight me and are condescending to me just like Chris Harrison was to Rachel Lindsay. And I could never hold my composure like she did. So for one, like such an inspirational person and such a beautiful role model but also like you have to think if Chris Harrison had the audacity to say these words and talk to Rachel Lindsay a black woman and quote-unquote his friend he was able to say these things to her what does he say behind closed doors when there's no cameras around
1: that's what haunts me every night honestly because I I can't I mean, the way he was talking to her was just, it was just, it was disgusting. Like, who are you, Rachel Lindsay? Like kind of like totally spinning things on her making, yeah, again, like she couldn't react in in a certain way because of how the network or how other people would read into that and then expose that. And that sucks that she couldn't be genuine to how she felt because she couldn't. Yeah. And also
0: like his whole thing, like his whole platform on this interview is that people should give um, Rachel Kirkconnell um, grace and yes. time to like figure everything out and you know what a lot of people were saying online which is true is like women of color aren't given this grace they aren't given no. this time and you know what Rachel yeah. Kirkconnell I do believe that she, the, the show has not let her speak out until now and I'll read her apology yeah. but I, I do think they honestly like aren't letting her say something, but also it's been six weeks. It's been since the premiere of Matt James's season, all this shit has come out. It's not just one thing. It's a million things. Every single week oh. we're talking about a
1: new thing. And it's, it's her privilege having that time to speak.
0: Yeah. Right. So that's, what's so frustrating for a lot of people like, because women of color do not get grace yeah. and time and it's, that's literal white privilege. So, yeah. everyone should go watch that interview. I would say check out Taylor Nolan's page. Taylor Nolan oh, does yeah. a really good breakdown was- with one of, I think her name's Michaela, one of the girls from um, Black Trillerettes. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to them, check them out. They do a great breakdown of this interview. It's and, really good. you know, it's important to he- listen to the voices of the communities that Rachel has. A- like offended because yeah these are the people who accept the apology you know yeah I think also like indigenous people because racial Rachel also did like a lot of like um culture appropriation for like oh, yeah. Native Americans so people need to understand like I'm sorry but like white people it's not your place to accept like her apology it's the people oh, no. of color
1: Oh no, definitely cuz again they are the ones who need the apology and they deserve that and that's what yeah 100% and So
0: okay, in light of Chris Harrison's interview with Rachel Lindsay, Rachel Kirkconnell has now released a statement the same day i think or the day after that the interview premiered and should i just read it yeah i heard that she was only allowed to write 100 words and it was only allowed to be posted to her social media while there have been rumors circulating there have also been truths that have come to light that i need to address i hear you and i'm here to say i was wrong at one point i didn't recognize how offensive and racist my actions were but that didn't doesn't excuse them My age or when it happened does not excuse anything. They are not acceptable or okay in any sense. I was ignorant, but my ignorance was racist. I am sorry to the communities and individuals that my actions harmed and offended. I am ashamed about my lack of education, but it is no one's responsibility to educate me. I am learning and will continue to learn how to be anti-racist because it's important to speak up in the moment and not after you're called out. If you are a person who doesn't understand the offense in question, I urge you to learn from my mistakes and encourage you to use them as a teachable moment. As for my family, I love them and how they raised me to be my own individual. They have always encouraged me to have my own views, opinions, and beliefs. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say, I couldn't help but think about how sick people must be of reading these kinds of statements. How a person didn't realize the trauma that their actions would inflict on other people. It must get exhausting. I want to put my energy towards preventing people from making the same offensive mistakes that I've made in the first place, and I hope I can prove this to you moving forward. Racial progress and unity are impossible without white accountability, and I deserve to be held accountable for my actions. I will never grow unless I recognize what I have done is wrong. I don't think one apology means that I deserve your forgiveness, but rather, I hope I can earn your forgiveness through my future actions." So she posted this and then later on she added to her caption, my statement and apology is for the people of color that I have offended. If you do not identify as BOPOC, then it is not your apology to accept. Please be respectful to those who have been affected.
1: I'm really proud of the fact that she took accountability, but I mean, her actions do speak very loud. It's not my apology to accept.
0: I think her hundred word statement was written really well, probably by her PR team, not saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, these aren't her words, but I think it was written really well. She took complete accountability, but like, I'm going to see how I feel, like how she addresses it after the final rose. And also like, in the future. Like, will you continue to be anti-racist? Will you continue to use your platform to be anti-racist?
1: And work and yeah,
0: and make a difference
1: and change.
0: So with all of that being said, Chris Harrison has temporarily stepped down from the position and will not be um, hosting after the final rose. Huge deal. Big deal. I'm just, wait, do they have any update on the replacement? I honestly think it might be Rachel Lindsay. Because I I, think it should be, it should be her interviewing, you know, Rachel.
1: Yeah, that would be really great. No, I just, yeah, yeah, that would be incredible.
0: And also, something like historic that happened was after the interview came out and Rachel's statements. Almost every single player or contestant from Matt James. Oh yeah. Yeah. Posted the same post saying that they do do not stand with defending racism and, um. And then also a lot of contestants from Tasha slash Claire season posted a similar post. So it was just very, I mean, I've like started crying because I've yeah. never seen so this
1: show so yeah. many people stand up against racism against and the take a stand and make a change. Like there is going yeah. to be progress made because of everybody staying together and sticking to it and making a change and like having dedication and passion forward like towards like learning and changing and taking accountability for your actions I think it's going to come a long way like I do see hope in the future
0: I think the world is changing but you know what's sad is like I'm pretty sure like in the beginning like Rachel Kirkconnell was gaining so many more followers than Rachel Lindsay and, like, Rachel yeah. Kirkconnell has the most followers out of any contestant now. Or, like, Rachel Lindsay in the beginning when the interview premiered, she lost a shit ton of followers. Yeah. But now she's been <laughs> gaining, but still, like, Rachel might honestly have gained more Kirkconnell. Social
1: media just is weird. And I don't think really. So weird. Sucks. But, yeah, that's yeah. that's so ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, so our drinking word will be... He He who must
0: not not be named. And while we are Uh, on the topic of racism, there is one more thing I want to address before we get into the episode. And that is racism against Asian Americans. Something the world doesn't really talk about. So I would just like to address that after last week's episode where Serena C came after Katie, which we obviously didn't like. Serena C got an intense increase of racist comments against her for being Asian and I think people also need to understand like since the pandemic racism against Asian Americans has spiked d- dramatically and as an Asian American I am part of a community community that like has no voice we have no voice for a lot of yeah. different reasons and I think it is important with all the other things going on that this racism against Asians Asian Americans is not forgotten, and it does need to be addressed, and people do need to to understand, you know, you look at representation in TV and media, Asian Americans have probably the lowest representation out of majority of minority groups.
1: By a landslide.
0: Yeah, so I don't, I just, I think that should be talked about and addressed, and, you know, Serena C did so many things and said so many things that were,
1: like, bully-like. Go after that. Don't go... Out like against her ethnicity definitely really low and people need to know that that is not okay that any person of color should not be treated with any disrespect or be talked about that like poorly because of their race and yeah no and it's really sad the representation is really low but we'll make a difference and we'll we'll let everyone know that world (laughs) we'll change the world julia I am dedicated, and I think that we should shed light on the discrimination against Asian Americans and the issues that you know you you've gone through your entire life, which is a lot. Maybe we should talk about that some more some other time. Yeah, maybe
0: maybe we'll have a racism episode.
1: We should, and but we need to talk about it because Julie and I did grow up in a very white dominant uh, mm-hmm. town, so and it definitely
0: like affects someone like a person of color when they don't have friends that look like them. <laughs> but let's get into the episode enough sad stuff but he who must not be named is is Chris Harrison
1: and we don't like him but every time he enters the picture you have to take a drink because I'm already like pretty (laughs) off of my little spiked seltzer water that I am loving right now and might have like 50 so you guys better watch out because I could drink these all night but yeah so crazy episode I kind of love it because now we're getting down to like the real shit. But it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy to lose so many friends at once. So, yes, welcome to the Hunger Games. <laughs> These girls are like shooting at Matt. He's like, shoot, like, you know, rowing an arrow. How do you like, I don't know. Like, oh, like uh, archery? I, I don't know. Like he's getting that arrow ready and he's shooting them in a woman's heart. Yeah, and he's not doing missing. the same. He is not missing. And only four survive. So, majority of the women <laughs> do leave, which is pretty crazy. I'm surprised one didn't just survive because I know that's what really happens in the Hunger Games but I guess to be continued dot 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 but yeah so we um, are thrown in with some drama with Heather that was introduced to us last week drama drama if people don't know who Heather was she was on Colton season and she never kissed a boy before she went on the season quote on
0: quote I quote unquote weird. and it's now
1: so weird. I guess it's I not don't... weird
0: to each their own but it just doesn't seem right
1: it just didn't make sense and her and Colton had their first kiss there's like fireworks going yeah on. Was that was not
0: a first kiss like my first kiss I swear a bonked heads.
1: my first so- kiss <laughs> what I be? saw like sunlight and it was like the most beautiful moment of my life <laughs> but maybe that's my Classic. leo moon like romanticized, a totally like not romantic kiss I
0: oh, don't know I'm sure it was it's just like classic like high <laughs> bonk heads and you like have this beautiful experience wait was
1: it with um yeah uh, <laughs> at awesome. the sea building lunch court wait same with mine sea building oh lunch God. court I think we've talked about sure. this but you must don't have remembered I was like Julie oh. we had our first kiss at the same place oh. guys it was a really cool place to hang out at lunch and yeah only the cool kids. Only the cool kids. And Julie and I dated some cool Mm. boys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: Let's get back into it. So, Yeah. yeah, we start with the recap. Heather's interrupting Piper. Definitely felt bad for Piper. That was extremely
1: awkward. It's awkward, but also this is the game. And this is what these girls are losing sight on and it's really annoying me because yeah people are going to interrupt you people are going to like he's making out with five other girls the same night as you. So grow the fuck up. I don't know. I I really liked Piper, but this episode for some reason was kind of pissing me off and I was getting yeah. like really annoyed and I get like what she's going through and we'll talk about that throughout the episode about mm-hmm. expressing her feelings and not being wanting to be vulnerable but like kind of has to so like I get it but she's really pissing me off I'm not gonna lie. I mean Heather like she did go through a long way to be there like this poor girl Dude,
0: quarantined I, I will don't know. get into this because I have some feelings and I feel bad for Heather yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah, let's break this down. So it's Matt and Heather. Heather keeps saying she keeps name dropping. She's like Hannah Brown, Hannah Brown, Hannah Brown, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hannah and Brown is like, it. <laughs> yeah. and then Matt's like Hannah Brown. I love Hannah Brown. Like he's like, brown. like,
1: yeah, he's eating it. he loves it.
0: He's loving it. And so she says, you know, Hannah Brown came to her house said her and Matt would be a
1: really good match. What do you think Matt is
0: thinking in this time?
1: I actually think he kind of likes her because he does love Hannah Brown. And he's probably like, this girl does seem really nice. Like, I kind of get why they would be set up by Hannah Brown because I feel like they would just be like so adventurous together. And I think he's digging it. I think maybe he's feeling like a little homesick. So he's like, Hannah Brown, like, oh God, I just wish she was in the same room right now, (laughs) drinking hot chocolate with me. Like, I don't know. She's trying to set me up with this girl. Like, should I just run off with her? Like, I don't know. He was low key into it. I agree. I I think he was into it, and
0: so, but he says, you know, this isn't a lot of time to make a decision. Yeah, but he's gonna take a minute because he doesn't want to leave any doubts, which I respect,
1: of course. And then we get to what like Piper crying at the bar, like crying. Yeah, so Piper's
0: like crying, crying. which I think it's just like honestly, these the producers are breaking the woman. And I do kind of (laughs) – my cold, cold, dead heart kind of feels bad. I'm not going to lie.
1: I don't know. You have to know that you're on national TV. You have to know what you're putting out there.
0: True. You need to be more of
1: a player you have to be more of a player and I think it's not saying it's easy to control your emotions but I don't know you could like maybe go to the bathroom this whole season I don't know if it's quarantine and them being separated from the world and all this stuff but these women are just acting like I don't know like they're meant to just be dating Matt one-on-one but this is the game like there are gonna be so many other people there is going to be so much drama and they're acting so I don't know I think they're acting kind of ridiculous yeah so Heather talks to the girls and and she comes into this little group and they kind of begin interrogating her and I thought it was really rude so Chelsea who we love but she asks like whether or not she's been on another season and you've been hearing other girls oh. whispering that she's on Colton's wait and then, like
0: when Chelsea was like what's your name and what are you doing here was that Chelsea who said that I don't think that or was you, her or I maybe like it that was, was like Serena, Serena S-E. P. P.
1: Or, yeah, she was being really cold. But, yeah, so Heather, she comes in, like, really sweet. Like, she, you know, she does kind of say, you know, I but, you know, I am here for the right reasons. And, like, Jasenia's like, little cat claws come out. And she says, you know, you missed on that one, so you came on this one. And then oh all these girls God. are just, like, kind of – I don't know. I think this should definitely have light shed on because this is, like, not okay. Like, the way that these girls – are going against her, I just, I thought it was really dramatized and not okay. They were definitely bullying her. And when Heather was being so clearly so nice,
0: like she was being nice. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And it was just crazy because like a week ago, you saw three women go home from bullying. Like, I'm sorry, but Yesenia... You had a two-on-one with MJ saying MJ's mean and Jesenia saying, like, you're a little late. You're not ready to be engaged. Like, she was – I thought she was being rude. Yeah. And it's just, like, have we learned nothing
1: I I don't think we have and I think the issue with the women that are attacking Heather are that they're very insecure with their relationship with Matt and I think that's what it all goes to because I feel like if you trust your relationship it's like okay one other girl like it doesn't matter because you have faith in that rather than starting drama and trying to eliminate another person so I don't know I just I thought it was like so
0: crazy they were being so so rude Michelle didn't say anything though because Michelle was probably like this is how you treated me exactly but she maybe should have stood up
1: for her I don't know I I thought what how they were treating her was so crazy I mean they don't really know the girl at all but I think I would say something because Heather was being super sweet and very genuine I didn't I didn't want to ruin any of your days and Piper's like you did like her arms are crossed she's like pouting because she interrupted her um get over it Piper you're what 21 (laughs) grow up (laughs) 22 young Yeah. So, um, Piper again is kind of being rude and she said that she's bachelor hopping and Mm. I don't know. And she's like upset because I guess Heather didn't address her when she interrupted their conversation. Uh, not everything is about you, Piper, you little Leo, but yeah, no, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was so ridiculous. I really did and and- they were
0: rude when Kit was like bitch what are you doing here and then, I Heather, starts crying, and then S- Heather starts crying and then Heather starts crying and then Serena C goes yeah. take talk in your interview because I don't want to see your tears and then calls Heather a virus
1: yeah the virus is happen- a not throw the word virus right now it's very sensitive to us all it's- Very sensitive, and she's like the virus that is infecting this whole system. You being rude is infecting everything, so why don't we just, yeah? I think Kit also wanted to have her bitchy moment. Um, which was really, (laughs) I have to say,
0: I'm like loving Kit at the end of the episode. I like made a huge flip flop,
1: (laughs) yeah, she's hilarious. But yeah, so all these women are really stressed out about whether or not Matt is going to keep her because that finalizes whether or not they could trust him anymore, and they are very, very stressed about that.
0: Yeah, and then Matt goes <laughs> and talks to He Who Must Not Be Named, and oh, okay, honestly, it's just like awkward seeing He Who Must Not Be Named like in the show, like now yeah. after everything that has happened, I feel uncomfortable also did you do you think he who must not be named kind of looked a little more pale this episode he looks shorter he kind of looked like like a goblin or something Ah, like maybe they were like face tuning he who must not be named every episode and now they just stopped (laughs)
1: they're like (laughs) fuck this asshole oh yeah he definitely has an art director to make him look better on screen I think so but well Matt is super shook up I think he, he's like, I'll lose all these women or Heather. Like, who do I choose? <laughs> Hannah Brown thinks that, you know. But yeah, so he talks about how he really enjoys the fact that, you know, he knows the person who wants to set them up and he really respects that. And he does mention that, you know, Heather does kind of check off all the boxes and well, trust Hannah because it's someone who's dated his best friend, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> and he who must not be named. Asks, you know, what are you going to do? And then we cut to the woman, right? I don't think he even responds to that. He doesn't know. And all the women are talking about how they're ever going to be able to trust him again if he keeps her. And then Matt and Heather talk. She doesn't even get to attend the rose ceremony.
0: Oh, spoiler alert. So (laughs) Heather and Matt talk. And Matt is like, you know, I was so shocked to see you. I'm so blown away because, like, my relationship with Hannah Brown, like, means so much to me. And I just, like, he, again, he's, like, validating Hannah Brown's, like,
1: Everything approval means a
0: lot to him. Oh, yeah. And so, but, I mean, he basically says, you know, I'm deep in this process and he doesn't think it's going to work. And her yeah. face, like, Ugh. is so shocked.
1: And he was,
0: like, He was like, you know, if this was a different situation, like if you came in earlier, like maybe things could have worked out differently. And this is what I have to say. I have been hearing from a lot of Bachelor franchise platforms that the producers actually fucked with Heather. And Heather was supposed to come in with the second group of women that came in with like Brittany and Ryan and Michelle. And she was supposed to come in with them but then they held off on it because they had that sex work shaming storyline. So they were like, oh we're going to hold off on Heather and have her come in later.
1: Over the so sex she work she scandal? In earlier. Yeah, oh, so she so thought sh- she was
0: coming in earlier. And who knows? Maybe Heather thought she was coming in night one. Like, we don't know.
1: Yeah, no. Um, She's definitely fucked with. She
0: was really, really shocked. The producers probably told her like, yeah, if you come on, he's definitely going to give you a
1: rose. Like, we'll give you an automatic rose. And they just talked with her. Oh, definitely. Did you hear that he was like in an alternate reality or had this conversation in San Diego? This would all be different. Yes. He's been kind of talking like
0: us. Like in the episode, he's like, I'm vibing in it. And like. Oh, yeah. He's
1: He's yogis like us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just had a vision of us three doing yoga together and like sitting around in a circle talking about our feelings and it would be so much fun Matt if you're listening to this which I know you probably aren't but (laughs) we should all meditate together and have a little feeling circle I think he would love that very spiritual I really I love this episode because of that um but yeah so um I don't know he walks her out And the girls are, like, super annoying. They're spying. They're wondering if they're going to kiss her or not. But they're really rude, and they're like, oh, he's taking her ass home. And I just think they could be a little bit more graceful about
0: this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then Matt comes back to the woman, and he apologizes. He said that he was super caught off guard as well and that no one else is coming and that his heart is in the room. And I loved this part when he apologizes to Piper yeah.
1: and um, asks to continue their conversation, which I, I thought it was so cute. And when, and also did you see the moment when Heather walked into the minivan and not a limo? She opened her own door. Are you serious? Yeah. So the producers definitely had her minivan parked outside the, the mansion waiting That's for her. Fuck. She didn't even get the limo. No, she drove back in her minivan. She probably drove cross country. That's what I would do. I'd be like, I need to think. I need to just drive. Oh and God. She deserves a driver at least.
0: She, I know. It's really fucked up. And she Wait, took a But red did eye. you see? Did you see when he, um, apologized to the woman and then took piper and chelsea was like oh my god matt was so hot and then serena p is like that's the most i've ever been attracted to him
1: (laughs) dude he was hot but also like serena p does not like him Yeah, I don't know. I think she has a crush on him, but I don't think she would ever like be like in love with him. But yeah, all the women are extremely happy. So we get to the rose ceremony or leading up to mm-hmm. it. Abigail is extremely nervous. Yeah. The first quarter, first half of the episode, it's a lot of Abigail talking about how she is kind of confused with the mixed signals. She doesn't know why she's here because he's not giving her time. And she did get the first impression, Rose. And mm-hmm. they did have a really, really strong connection. So she talks about that a lot. But the one who must not be named says that we're going into the rose ceremony and Michelle and Piper roses yeah which is crazy and Michelle and Piper already have roses so let's get into this
0: he who must not be named legit looks like a ghost like it looks like the ghost of Chris Harrison like I'm telling you like he looks different
1: is he pale like Voldemort is he slowly turning into Voldemort
0: Oh my god, he who is not being named is probably like breaking up his soul and putting it in different parts of like Bachelor, like the mansions. And- yeah, <laughs> oh I mean, his, like- ca-
1: his career <laughs> as a host is gone. So he's probably hiding himself in certain places now. Freaking the he fuck is. out because he's almost not going to be a part of Bachelor Nation. We'll see. But... But, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to say that happened, like, during the rose ceremony. But if you have anything you want to add besides the ghost of Christmas past, um, our girl (laughs) goes home.
0: (laughs) Our sad – I'm sad.
1: Chelsea. I love (laughs) Chelsea. She goes home. And I just
0: thought it was kind of fucked up because, like – He did say, like, he's waiting for her and, like, did kind of console her the last episode and then sent her home, but, like, she was strutting out there like a fucking boss-ass bitch.
1: Oh, yeah. She could get anyone she wants. Back in Brooklyn. Hey, girl. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, I was really thrown off by that move, Matt. I, like, did not expect Chelsea to go home. I was in shock. And then we have Serena C. You know, I'm I'm not going to lie. not the biggest fan of her, but... I don't think she even said anything to him. I, did they even have much time together? Okay, so we get on to the next day. And Abigail and Jasenia are talking about how proud they are of Matt and how he <laughs> handled the situation with Heather. <laughs> They're just so proud of their man. And they're kind, of course, they have them placed together because they are the only woman who have not had a one on one yet. And Abigail is very hopeful. She's smiling. It's like she woke up and saw birds and just, you know, probably thought she's getting a one on one. And I don't know. We'll see what (laughs) happens. But yeah, so uh, who must not be named walks into the room of woman and they're like, good morning, sunshine. More like, is this doom day? Like, what? He is not sunshine. He is the opposite. He's a cloud. Okay, so we get a date card and the date card is for Serena P. And Mm -hmm. do you have what it said on the date card? Because I didn't catch that.
0: I think it said, oh yeah, I do. Can our love go deeper? And these fucking producers are just fucking with these girls. Like, yeah. the, you know, the two one-on-one should go to Abigail and Jasenia, But Serena P gets another one-on-one. One.
1: And, they are now, and like, she
0: kind of looks, like, pissed. Like, why did she look annoyed to me?
1: Well, she even said she was like, it should have gone to Abigail or Jasenia Because, I mean, she doesn't want to take that time away from them. But again, I mean you got to take it, girl. Like you got to grow your relationship. You got to get deeper with Matt. -hmm. But yeah, so we jump right into the day portion with Serena P and Matt talks about why she was chosen for the one-on-one and he says it's because he's worked his way into the friend zone and he kind of wants to like kind of, I don't know, get out of that.
0: That literally made no sense because one Serena has already said that she's falling for him. So Mm -hmm. they're not in the friend zone. And honestly, I feel like Matt like couldn't even think of like an explanation to why he's going on another one-on-one with her
1: and just like pulled something out of his ass well he's also not the one who chooses his dates so uh he's just trying to make shit up so they go into (laughs) the most amazing space and this lady this yoga instructor is doing side like extended side crow i'm jealous (laughs) and says that they're going to be doing tantric yoga okay, if I was on the show, I think this would actually be my dream date because that just sounds Mm -hmm. amazing. They're literally doing couple yoga poses together. Obviously, he's looking at her ass. Matt is living right now. I think this is every guy's dream. And I think maybe Serena felt a little uncomfortable because it is a lot like in your space. And they're filming it. Like, I don't know. I think she, well, she obviously felt very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I thought it was funny (laughs) that he's like, you know what? i'm just gonna give it my all like yeah no shit matt like you're gonna give it your all like tantric yoga is like such like sexual energy like of course you're gonna love this and yeah serena was not vibing with it like she's so flexible she is i was (laughs) i looked like a seasonal yogi she was super flexible but yeah she wasn't into it and it was honestly kind of awkward like this was where i was like oh is she gonna
1: get sent home yeah she was like not feeling it and he was see this is what I mean guys he's are so oblivious it. sometimes when they're thinking with their dick like they don't even notice yeah. what the other person is thinking because he's definitely so horny right now oh yeah but, but yeah so they're doing all these sex poses stuff like that uh they do this thing where they wrap their legs around each other you can tell something was happening she like hugged him and I thought maybe he'd pick up on the energy but like he didn't so then, Guys are idiots. They're so dumb. So then they're, you know, popping champagne and Serena's like, yeah,
0: on a that, weird couch. It was like a, such a weird setup.
1: It like looked like a shell. I don't know, but yeah. she was saying that that was the first and last time she's ever doing tantric yoga, and I'm a little sad that she kind of doesn't <laughs> like it because that looks like so much fun but Matt's like I enjoyed it a lot he's like what are you talking about like we got so deep like he's like his <laughs> eyes are like wide he's like holding her hands he's like extending his legs like he's like I've never felt so like naked and vulnerable yeah
0: and cute yeah
1: at least she was honest and they kept kind of obviously talking about that the entire day about her being honest about not having fun I think he should be a yoga instructor I think he would be so good at it now that we're seeing more of Matt I'm getting really really excited because if this side of Matt is genuine like I don't I did see like a whole nother vulnerable naked man and I'm loving it
0: yeah I agree that was like the first time we saw his personality like he's so cute like such a Sagittarius just like ready to explore but okay if anyone is listening Matt is like has such a silly personality and he was on watch what happens live with Andy Cohen and he was fucking hilarious y'all all need to go watch this because I saw who he was like he was definitely high or drunk or something but he was being so silly and funny and like I wish we saw more of that on the show.
1: I'm so bad for not watching that video, which really you I have telling to telling you it. every day that I'm because I I'm always literally about to watch it. And then I don't know something happens, but I,
0: I'll it's watch it. tonight. So funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But like, yeah, Matt, little Sag like loved the tantric yoga experience and the Scorpio um, Serena didn't like it. Um, too deep, but yeah, too deep. But then it goes back to the woman, and it's the group date card, and it's Piper, Michelle, Rachel, Bree, Kit, and Abigail. So just Senya gets the one on one.
1: Oh yeah, and Abigail is so sad.
0: I Jesenia's feel so bad thriving. for her.
1: Yeah, it's upsetting for sure. But yeah, so do we want to go into the date portion with Serena yeah, the night? Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, yeah, the night portion with Serena. So they meet for dinner and she looks (laughs) fabulous. Her hair is all wavy and just beautiful. And Mm -hmm. Matt is really looking to see if he can see her as his wife. And I don't know. She says that he was a fine, okay partner during the day. Did you catch that? Like she does not like him.
0: (laughs) She does not. I'm sorry. Yeah, she does not like him at all. All I wrote is like the conversation just felt kind of like forced and –
1: yeah. I thought
0: she was going to go home. Like I did not think they were connecting.
1: Really? Oh my gosh. I I mean I knew she was going to get the rose for sure. All they could talk about is her being honest about how she didn't like the date. Like he, that's and then they're like expanding all that like, "Oh, you know, the honesty just means so much." And then she talks about her hands being sweaty again. As he's like literally brushing her hands like she's probably telling him like <laughs> don't touch my hands because they're sweaty and he's like no I like it <laughs> like petting her sweat but yeah so yeah all they talk about is like honestly we get back to the house and Abigail is talking to kid she's just so distraught about not getting the one-on-one and like I totally get that and she is really upset because she hasn't been able to explore the connection that they already had right away. yeah. I so that's
0: totally... that the potential of it oh yeah I feel bad for our sweet little Abigail like the producers are just fucking with her and you know let's get into the day portion of the group date so it just goes and it starts with Matt on his good old Peloton and oh and then it just goes to the night portion where is this lost footage of the day portion of the day because it just starts at night.
1: Oh yeah, that was so crazy. Um right? I don't know. They've like, been doing
0: it, this though.
1: I was actually really confused, and all they were doing is like he was pulling them aside to talk about hometowns.
0: Yeah, so, I they, don't know. Like show us this lost footage. Like I want to see like what they did during the day because I know they had like a day portion, but you know at the night portion, I guess Matt is like you know we're gonna meet, be meeting families, leave it all on the table. And then Mm -hmm. he's like, let's get into it. He's such dad vibes, like a
1: coach. Like, he's like, let's just get into it. He's literally coaching them. The date is love will always find the way. So that's, like, the weirdest name ever. Yeah. For the name. I wonder what
0: they did during the day. Like, love must all find the way. Like, maybe they did
1: a scavenger hunt. Or, like, a maze. Yeah, a maze. I would pay $100 for this footage. So if anyone could reach out and maybe give it to us, that would be great. What if something bad happened? Like Rachel said something racist. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. (laughs) So then we get into the day and um, we get Brie first who pulls Matt aside or he pulls her aside. We will never know. It's lost in the footage. But she tells him that she resigned from her position to be on the show and he is so flattered that someone would sacrifice that for him. But no, I feel, I mean, she's so beautiful. Like, I I don't know. I I I really like her and, but that sucks. What was her job? I want to know what her job was. I don't know. Maybe you could find out from your friend.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll ask around, but yeah, I liked how she was saying how her mom, you know, raising her as a single mom had to make a lot of sacrifices for her and her work isn't just a job like it's like a dream of hers and you know giving up your job like I don't know whether you like it or not it is pretty like big of a deal and I don't know I feel like he didn't understand like what she was saying because I was kind of confused
1: yeah I don't think he realized the significance behind that because if I were to ever give up a position for a man they better fucking understand and they should they have to know that because but also like a lot to her
0: also she's going to be making more money now being on the show than like she would oh, yeah. at her job. She's just mean, she just getting a better job. I mean she probably knows that. Yeah. You know, I mean, kind of all she weird. has to
1: do is post on Instagram so yeah. and make a really decent living. So yeah, she kind of will have it made after the show. So I, I don't worry about her paying the bills by mm-hmm. resigning from this position. She did
0: post a funny Instagram story where it was her on the phone and it was like her caption was me trying to call and get my job back. (laughs) It was really funny.
1: (laughs) I like Uh, her. Oh, she's perfect. Oh, that's that's a good one. (laughs) But um, again, our poor little Abigail is struggling Mm -hmm. because she's the only girl that would be going to hometowns without having a one-on-one date. And then Piper tells Matt that she's falling in love with him. And he doesn't say it back. He's only said it back to Rachel. Yeah. Um, And then we have the infamous Abigail and Matt talk. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this was also The Bachelor, the way that they form these kind of conversations. is always so, like, I feel so sad for the person who is rejected. But again, so Abigail, she goes in talking about how All she's wanted this entire season is time and he hasn't given it to her. And I I get how she feels. I would be so frustrated if I was her.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: she claims that, you know, she's opened up to him about all of her insecurities, which we've also we've heard we've seen them in. Yeah, and it's not
0: just like insecurities, like, oh, I look fat or I don't oh, feel pretty all the time. It's like legit insecurity.
1: Legit. I mean, insecurity not like, but those like her future legit, children. But yeah. 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 But I mean, different kind of insecurities. And she's been yeah. really raw and like organic about it. And then she starts talking about how she's been envisioning her life with a family and she could see him in it. And you can tell that his smile is kind of going upside yeah. down and <laughs> he's like staring at her and you could tell there's something happening inside and she she kind of feels it I think she senses a little bit but she keeps on going because like that's how it goes on the show they probably told her to like really just give a monologue because they're evil and then he answers saying you know from night one he was drawn to her instantly and that he was so comfortable and confident in the relationship that he began to explore other relationships and he has realized that those relationships are stronger and his heart is pulling him in another direction dude knife to my heart like hearing
0: that but she you're right it did seem like she she knew because I think she was talking and then there was a point where she was like mid monologue where she knew that she kept going
1: yeah you could see the pause it was sad And we love Abigail. She's gorgeous. She's perfect. She's like the perfect wife. And then, so yeah, he walks her out and, you know, he says, sorry. And he wishes that he had more time, which he could have given it to her, but whatever. Keep on making your excuses. And she drives away and she goes in her interview as she drives away. She talks about how guys always tell her, you know, this is what they want, but then they find that later on, and they don't find that with her, and so she's like the next that. person, the next person, and that was heartbreaking. It hurt so bad. So, Hunger Games, uh, we've lost three so far. We this lost, yes, yeah, Serena, f- Chelsea,
0: and now Abigail.
1: Yeah, it's gonna keep on going,
0: guys. What's that? You're not gonna What's be Noise that they make in the Hunger Games that That's kind of dark, but. Very dark. I, I believe <laughs> that. I've seen these movies.
1: Julia and I are obsessed. I just watched them last – I watched Catching Fire last weekend. Okay, that sounds so incredible. I think I want to watch a Catching Fire. That is my one of my favorite movies ever. But yeah. The Hunger
0: Games, like the storyline will never cease to surprise me. Like
1: it's just yeah. so – I mean, oh. that's probably where we're heading. Our society <gasps> is not going to be successful. Probably. So we're going oh to have to take God. other. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I I see that in the future. It's too real, but sadly. But yeah, so he announces to the group that he let Abigail go home and all the women look <laughs> horrified. They're scared, like who's going next? And everyone's like, well, they had a connection and he sent her home. So it's a free for all. Like he's just going to be sending women home. And they did not expect that. But he said that, you know, he hated saying goodbye to Abigail, but he is excited to explore other relationships with the woman that he has now. And then we get to him talking to R. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. So he pulls (laughs) Rachel aside. Oh, it was like awkward.
0: when he was like asking about her family. And then he's like, is your mom going to grill me? I'm like, oh,
1: God, like actually.
0: It was awkward. Like, I was cringing and, you know, I don't know. You know what's interesting is, like, I wonder if they're going to edit her hometown.
1: Yeah. I kind of don't want to see. We we know too much. We know too much now and it's just now very uncomfortable for us to even listen to it. It's awkward. It's really really awkward.
0: But, okay, well, we have to go through it. So Rachel basically says she's never felt like this before. She's been searching her life for this and- Now she's just scared that she's not going to end up with him. But he really likes her. Like, he's like, you make me smile. I'm always thinking about you. Yeah, definitely masturbating to her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I always think when The Bachelor, like, when the guys are like, oh, I'm always thinking about you. I think that there's definitely an underlying message to it. But I have noticed with her, she does do a few things like, oh, you know, I feel this way and you know if i get the rose or if i get this and she's always like kind of playing that to get a word of validation from him like hints of what's going to happen next have you picked she's up on libra that? yeah she's really yeah so she's like laying those those things waiting for an answer wanting this validation but that yeah then we get to we get to kit which is like mm-hmm. the funniest scene ever as she's that trying scene. to scare him away taking a different hunger games tactic she's like trying to play it cool dude she is
0: so funny because she starts out and she's like, <laughs> there's a few things that I will not compromise on. And I'm like, mm. what? Bentleys, Birkins, like no. what are you talking about, bitch? And then she's like, I need to finish school. I need to travel. I need to explore my career path, which I love. This scene, yeah, like, I fell in love with her because I, yeah, she's like, I need a cheerleader. Like, that's what I need. And I've never seen Chloe – such a (laughs) Taurus example before she's saying she's giving him basically like her 10-year plan and she's like I you know need to wait till I'm 25 26 (laughs) 26 family (laughs) um and like it's just funny because she's such a Taurus like giving him all her plans like she's like reject me or accept me I don't really care and then Matt is like she's 21 Matt's what like
1: 29 Matt is like oh I don't even have a five-year plan. Oh, he's like, I would just want to live in the moment and progress with the person that I'm with. Like, he doesn't want kids in the near future.
0: No, like, that's yeah, also the 21-year-old. The 21-year-old is so much more mature than the 29-year-old. Oh, however how old he is. Definitely. He's
1: just floating. He's just riding the waves. But yeah, she, I, I love her. <laughs> I, I, Julia, oh my gosh. I mean, I kind of seen, I've seen this side. I I am kind of a big fan of Kit. I think she's like really cool. And the scene kind of made it more awesome. So Kit thinks she's getting the rose though, by the end of the conversation. Oh, get that. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I was like, mm, no, definitely not going to get the rose girl. But I, I want you to, but that's probably not going to happen. But I then- thought Brie was going to get the rose. Me too, because she gave up her job for him and she should have gotten the rose. I was so shocked. And then he gives the rose to Rachel, of course. Mm -hmm. And of course, he has a plan for the rest of the evening. Oh my God, savage. Dude, this low-key reminds me of Brit and Chris. I don't know what season that was in, but remember they like left a group date and went to a concert. And all the girls were so upset. But yeah, all of these girls are like dark because Rachel leaves – Breeze like I feel like it's like a stab to my heart inside my chest I don't know it was just it was so crazy because like my face is like a tomato right now um,
0: <laughs> I uh, mean the montage of like the private concert with like the woman oh, crying my oh was, my gosh the the guy singing makes- what's his name Alio Block beautiful yeah. voice
1: I actually really enjoyed it. It was no Temecula country. I enjoyed this artist and I've never enjoyed any of the artists because they're all country. And this was like actually like very soulful and meaningful and powerful.
0: Oh, did you note that Rachel said she's head over heels in love with him?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which is kind
0: of like out of the blue.
1: (laughs) Every time she talks about how she feels about him, it's so out of the blue because it's like so unexpected. But I do think that they have this intuitive connection that – I feel like we can't feel maybe it's like an energy thing but you know when you have that with people it's like you don't need to talk it's like it's just there and I think that's maybe what they have
0: they definitely connect I I did write down I feel like this
1: was the night he like fell in love with her oh yeah I mean he's definitely in love with her do we want to cut to the rest of the night of what happens so Kit visits him at his house Uh uh-oh that doesn't just happen obviously she's (laughs) leaving I did not see this coming (laughs) It came out of nowhere. So, and basically why she said what she did before was to get away from the emotional responsibility of the relationship. And she was kind of avoiding that. And like, I get that. Cause I kind of do the same thing when I don't like someone. I'm like, oh, my career, I have this, I have that. Like you scare them away with your responsibilities. So they sit down. Did you notice that he takes- her coat off of her like she just kind of like has him take the coat dude off. <laughs> he
0: treats her like a queen like because I she think she should he, be treated I think he genuinely thinks she's royalty though he like does. I he feel really like he really likes her no but he thinks like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's a title or something because he treat he's always like remember their one-on-one and he's like I have yeah. to clean like
1: my house like he's like scared yeah. <laughs> Like I was cleaning all day. I had to pick out a good outfit to impress her. Yeah, <laughs> he really wants to impress Kit. Like, they definitely have that kind of relationship. But, so they sit down, and she says that, you know, she could have not seen herself letting her guard down this low. And that... You know, she just hasn't really figured it out. This girl's 21. She's not ready to look for marriage. I think now getting, she didn't realize that she's going to get this far. I mean, she probably knew she's going to get far, but that kind of seriousness that it has in the hometowns haunting in front of them. I
0: thought it was funny. Like, you know, she tells him why she wants to leave. She doesn't have, she's not 100% sure. And then he's like sad. And he's like, no, like I want you like here. Like I care about you again. (laughs) The most Taurus thing she goes, yeah, but I am unwavering in how I feel and, like, I'm going Unwavering
1: in this decision.
0: I love her. Like, I literally fell in love with her in this scene, too. Because, like,
1: she's so fabulous, too.
0: She's so Taurus and is so, like, uh, has such a strong opinion and, like, just sticks to her word, like, how she feels and, yeah, is unwavering. And I just, like, I, like, am jealous of that. Like, I just, like, loved to see it.
1: No, I, I totally loved it. And I I always love her eye makeup. I love her outfits. I really mm-hmm. love the purple tint to her hair that she has now. And I kind of want to look into getting that done. You should. Um, I think she's super cool. I, I like her. I can't believe she's 21 though. That's weird. Gosh, like, she's that's young. so weird to me. But um, okay. So Kit leaves. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't <laughs> seem sad at all. Did she shed yeah, a tear? No, I love it. The first girl that leaves that doesn't shed a tear. I love it (laughs) tears are great but like I don't know it's kind of nice to get that break but yeah so he walks her out they're kind of like walking in a cute couple way and Mm -hmm. I he he says you know she makes him happy and he's sad because he wants her to stay I'm wondering if she do you think she would have gone to hometown I don't know
0: um no I don't think she would have gone honestly I feel like like, her leaving I honestly think might have been like a weight off his shoulders because he's like okay, I only have to send this many women home. You know what I yeah, mean?
1: Definitely. So I feel like
0: he's kind of like grateful for it. And he was probably oh. grateful that Abigail left too.
1: Yeah, he's he's thriving Because right
0: I now. do think the women that he's taking to hometowns are the women that he would want to
1: take. 100%. And all the other yeah. girls are just, no offense, just like extras in the background. Yeah, I agree. He, yeah. So then we get into the one-on-one with Jasenia.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: their date card says our love will take a turn Jasenia's first one-on-one i've never seen them really interact except with the mj situation so i don't even know if they have a connection to be honest yeah but i really like Jasenia. i think she's like an angel sent from heaven so i was a little excited uh they are drifting cars that's how you're introduced to matt someone else is driving and he wants her to think that it was him
0: yeah, I mean, this date, This am sorry, I'm kind of drunk, <laughs> but this date, I'm like trying to read my notes. I literally wrote this down. <laughs> I'm trying I to make a, a joke dope. out of this, but like I wrote this down when I was like watching the episode, like kind of sensitive, but I'm trying to make it into a joke. I literally wrote, this date is so triggering for my PTSD. <sighs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, like I suffer from like mad PTSD from a car accident that Chloe and I were in and I was
1: like <laughs> so dark. So triggered. I mean, like the side mirrors crash, like the whole Dude, that was scary. I would never do that. Yeah, no. Um, Matt's loving it though, because he's an adrenaline junkie. So he loves being pushed to the side to, sa- to the limit, such as Sagittarius. Um, yeah, Julia, I'm gosh. sorry that. Was
0: <laughs> Dude, but his face was so
1: cute like he Aww. was like a 12 year old
0: boy he's like look how cool this is like, racing
1: cars yeah. Matt has been so happy recently I don't know what kind of pills he's been taking but like get no, me on that what psychiatrists have
0: after his one-on-one with Rachel
1: oh my god ever since he's been like triggered with just complete he's euphoria just, yeah I was just gonna say like I mean we kind of knew she wasn't gonna get the, the rose at the end of the day.
0: oh no I think everyone watching this knew she was okay
1: shocked.
0: I literally wrote just one-on-one she's probably going to get sent home
1: that Def- this always happens in every season the a girl yeah. who is not going to go to hometowns gets a one-on-one and yeah, they get sent this home. does happen it's definitely season. like a pattern but yeah, yeah so I don't know they park a car and they do just like the classic she like has him pick her up and place her on the car and they start making out yeah. is this like a fantasy for some people she said she
0: always <laughs> wanted to try this and hey I respect her for like saying that and trying it um but mm-hmm. like I don't know a car is like not comfortable to lay on
1: and it's really dirty
0: but probably <laughs> like,
1: my opinion like, really but anyways dirty.
0: yeah well <laughs> no I feel like that car is probably clean well actually it's been like yeah, hitting car. all that shit and yeah. drifting drifting as they were saying by collecting so much
1: dust jeez Justenia's is really really happy though like she is yeah, like loving she, this one-on-one time
0: yeah she loves it and then they get into the night portion and i knew she was getting sent home because matt james was wearing a sweatshirt
1: he was wearing a hoodie it so sexy and that dark oh, green. i know sweatshirt you know that was so hot oh my god I he has never looked hotter like get rid of the turtlenecks
0: mm-hmm. I loved when he wore um a beanie on the farming day. that's oh when god, he was the was... hottest
1: that was seriously the cutest. But I thought he looked so hot in that army green sweatshirt.
0: Well, I thought he was, like, dressing down. Like, she was in a really nice, like, cocktail dress. And he was wearing a hoodie. Yeah, that was a very
1: great contrast. But I think he looked so hot in a sweatshirt. Like, I would – I've never been so attracted to him. But then – so they're talking – and they obviously mention hometowns and Jasenia tells Matt that she's falling in love with him. And you can just tell <laughs> My the butt dot 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 of how he feels.
0: He said, thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, um, that's not what you say when someone <laughs> says that I'm falling in love with you. Thank you for sharing that. Like, what? <laughs> But yeah, so he sends her home. He doesn't give her the rose. He says that, you know, she is everything that he is looking for, but he is missing that compatibility. And he sees himself marrying other women and he just doesn't see that, which is
0: (laughs) Poor girl. I think she was honestly just like, fuck it. I'll say I'm falling in love with you to see if I can stay. But I think she knew too.
1: She knew. And do you remember when he said that she deserves unwavering love? Unwavering is now becoming a very common word amongst these conversations. (laughs) He got it from
0: Kit. He's like only using unwavering.
1: (laughs) It's exactly, exactly what I was thinking.
0: So yeah, like now we're at what? Four people that left the episode already? And we get into- It's
1: getting serious.
0: It is. We're getting into the final days. And you know, it's the rose ceremony. Okay, I'm just confused because like, how many people were supposed to go home? I feel like they were only supposed to do six hometowns. But because people left, they cut it to four. Or what do you think? I don't
1: know. They always only do four hometowns.
0: I know. But then think about like the beginning of the episode after the rose ceremony does that mean he was gonna send home home three or four girls
1: yeah I I feel like I've I don't know if I've seen that before in a rose ceremony but I think that's definitely what what would happen they can't have more than I guess they're making like the season a little bit shorter do you think it got really yeah yeah it
0: got crazy crazy super fast but do you think that they're gonna try to edit out parts of he who shall not be named
1: I hope so I mean probably I I don't think he's gonna have any moments I think he's just gonna like be there but not have as much time as he normally would because usually people enjoyed Chris's presence sometimes so awkward like so awkward now I don't
0: yeah curious like do you think he who shall not be named is?
1: I don't personally think he's gonna get fired I think he should, but yeah. do you think he will? I feel like there might be a season when he's not hosting, but I do, I, I either see him coming back very soon or very never again. Mm. And I don't know. I I mean, I don't want him to be the host anymore. I think that maybe a woman should step into that position.
0: Another thing like that we didn't talk about is Chris or he who shall not be named getting fired is not cancel culture. Mm. It is holding someone accountable because he who shall not be named has said a lot of racist things and has said a lot of questionable things. So it's not cancel culture when he who shall not be named has had
1: like several incidents of racism exactly and a lot of misogynistic incidences too like he's just he's done a lot of things that are just not okay and I think he should definitely be held accountable and I'm so happy that he stepped down I'm really hoping ABC didn't give him a great like package which they probably did because yeah
0: Also, he makes
1: like millions he of dollars. He makes a lot of money. And so it doesn't, it doesn't even affect him. But I, I do think that it is great now though, that people are, they have to work to make a change and they have to be accountable for their actions or else now it's not being excused, which I think is now something that has never really happened before. Like we're not excusing yeah. these kind of things. And I am really happy that he's stepping down and giving the show a lot of space, maybe forever, hopefully forever. We'll see. But, But yeah, so then we get into the rose ceremony and Rachel and Serena P. have a rose. So it's just Mm -hmm. Piper, Brie and Michelle. And there's only two roses to go out. Obviously, who's going to go home. Mm -hmm. But who 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 must not be named? Doesn't really say much. His time was, I think, cut on this on this scene because there wasn't there really wasn't much. But Michelle starts talking about how her hands start sweating as well.
0: I wish we had
1: more screen time with Michelle and him. I think we will. I think hometowns will be a little gift. I think Michelle is perfect. And I really hope she goes farther than just hometowns. I I really want her to get a fantasy suite. (gasps) No, I think
0: think it will be, um, I think top three is Rachel, Brie, and Michelle fantasy suites. And then I think top two is going to be Rachel and Michelle. And then he's going to pick Rachel is what I think.
1: I love that. What do you think? I think it's going to be Rachel and Brie bottom two Mm. and then i do think i do think fantasy suites is going to be serena p brie and rachel oh so you think michelle gets out after hometowns i do think so i do think that i love michelle and i feel like they've known each other forever but i'm not gonna lie i do think the extra couple weeks yeah i play against her in the end i agree so piper goes home and she yeah (laughs) is so rude and doesn't talk to him at all. And I thought that was a little immature.
0: Yeah, okay. Here's my thing is like Piper, like there was something about Piper that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. But I think she's super young. I mean, she has to be like 23 or something. He's 22. Okay. And it you can tell like emotionally, you can tell she's like a little like, not emotionally immature, but just like emotionally young yeah. And, you know, yeah, she didn't say anything. She just got in the car and left. But I think it, I saw that, like, you know, she was genuinely, this is probably the first time she's ever been vulnerable and open and to be rejected, yeah. the, you know, when you like close that, those feelings off and then finally open them up and then yeah, you're sent home. It's and hard that make you-
1: if you're like a closed off person. Yeah. And it could definitely make you really angry and frustrated and wanting to take back those moments of vulnerability.
0: Yeah, but you saw her age. Like you could tell she was yeah. so young in this moment. You know. I felt bad for, I did
1: feel really bad though that she left. Yeah. I don't know. I feel very differently about her from this episode. Sorry. I'm just like I I just no, I don't know. I, I I was just kind of annoyed cuz I'm just like, okay. Um you shouldn't have gone on the show if you have issues with being vulnerable cuz you're going to have to be vulnerable every moment. But I agree. Um, I get it. Like she grew up. So, okay. So Piper goes home, you know, I, she, she's super cute. She's going to be great on paradise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was, that was the episode. Um, I could totally see Michelle and Matt doing a spin class together. Cause she starts like doing ups. <laughs> Fucking love this woman. Oh my God.
0: The, the extra scene when she's like, I want to look good for the camera. So I'm going to yeah. do pushups. She's hilarious. She's,
1: she's perfect. She is the perfect woman. So should we do our little fuck Mary kill? Of the episode. Yeah, you go first. Okay. I'm just doing this very impulsively. Okay, do who it. would I want to fuck? I think Brie.
0: I think she's- Damn, beautiful. me too. She's
1: so beautiful. Like, every time I see yeah. her, I'm just like, uh, how is she this pretty? Mary. This is hard because I don't like any of them. Abigail. I feel bad for her. I will marry you, Abigail. I feel bad because she is what every guy is looking for. And they just skip on her because they just want to fuck. And that's yeah. what she wants to do. And then I want to kill- Rachel, sorry. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. She's. It's just now really uncomfortable watching it now that it's, I know so much. So, yeah, I agree. I
0: agree. i I, I have an open, eh, not an open mind, but I'm giving yeah. her space because I do want to hear what she has to say after the final rose and how she will continue to address and everything in the future. And her. She future deserves
1: actions. to. Yeah, she deserves to speak on it and. In- have the ability to change your actions
0: I agree I agree Um, okay so I would fuck Brie too because I just love her so much she's Um, She's
1: so beautiful
0: she's so beautiful and cool and chill and I would marry Michelle because hilarious comedian over here perfect and I would probably kill I'm sorry Serena C because I did not like how she was (laughs) treating Heather in the beginning
1: Oh my God, wait, I would actually change mine. I want to marry Heather because I think I've already married Abigail. Ooh, I would not want to
0: marry Heather. She looks like a lot. (laughs) I don't know. She seems
1: so – I just – I feel so bad for her.
0: Yeah, but she seems like high energy. (laughs) Like
1: like wakes up at 6 in the morning. Let's go surfing. (laughs) Like
0: a lot of caffeine. Like she's just like high caffeine levels all the time. Flip flops, shorts, bikini, everywhere. Iced, Iced matcha latte. Oh, yeah. With like five pumps of vanilla. Yes. Spike up the caffeine.
1: Sugar. I'm, like stressed energy. out
0: thinking about it. I'm
1: too tired. She's like, like so others. happy all the time. She's like too <laughs> social. She's yeah. Oh, my God. She's so much. Yeah. She's definitely an extrovert. She's like going crazy in her room alone, which means that. Oh, she my God. Other people.
0: Those scenes of her mad. Matt when she was doing that like oh my god letting down her hair
1: yeah and like the balancing the pizza on her head and she was like doing oh god that was weird that was so dude I want pizza now oh my god I'm actually uh my roommate Greg picked up cereal from down the street so that's what I'm going to be having and I'm so excited but I do kind of want cheese that sounds really good because
0: I'm 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 pretty drunk like me too I'm gonna make like this so Trader Joe's has this brown rice pasta, penne pasta. I'm going to make that with Parmesan, like shaved Parmesan and spinach and chicken. Oh, and
1: I'm really so fucking excited. God, I'm so jealous. That sounds amazing. Um, as I'm drinking my grapefruit Bon, bon vive. um, <laughs> bon Actually, vive? the grapefruit is r- like really delicious. You should try the grapefruit. It's my favorite. I didn't really like the mango that much. The black cherry, you can't go wrong.
0: But mango mango sounds good. The mango was no, was so it good. sweet? No,
1: that's like the weird thing. I was. Dude, I like
0: like sweet. non-sweet things, like bitter.
1: Okay, <laughs> like, the grapefruit one is perfect for that. The mango wasn't sweet. It wasn't bitter. It was just like weird. I can't even oh. explain it. But yeah, so that is our episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you I, rode that roller coaster well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like this was a fast one. I feel like we didn't even say who he who shall not be named like that many times. But honestly he who shall not be named, go educate yourself. Yeah, and stop being so other arrogant and Yeah,
1: listen to other people and not. And think.
0: also there is um, a petition going around on social media. You can Google it, asking people to sign for he who shall not be named to be fired. If you feel this is something you want to sign, go yeah. sign it. We're not pushing it on anyone. Everyone is allowed their own beliefs and their own
1: opinions and their own actions
0: were just Definitely. resources.
1: Yeah. There are things that you can do to make a change in Bachelor Nation because, again, this person, he who must not be named, is a reflection of the show. And if we mm-hmm. we don't want someone like that being in charge of so much because ignorance is not bliss. It's not a good thing. Um, yeah. And we want someone just- who's- awake and aware and we'll go on a right path for where the bachelor deserves to go and I think that there is hope yeah there's hope and you know what just stop being fucking racist like I just don't get it like have sympathy stop it and listen (laughs) and make a change (laughs) and let's do something different let's take in other people's perspective come on Oh, and Asian-American representation. Let's start talking about it. People, bring it into your conversations. Okay, let's talk about it.
0: We're a community that is not heard, but we'll get into that another episode. Definitely. And with that, thank you so much. Love you all.
1: We love you guys. Um, Bye. Maybe like our Instagram posts. Peace out. (laughs) Bye. Follow us on Instagram.
0: (laughs) 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 girl. Games. Insatiable